Welcome to the We Talk Health Podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Hey, so this is Emily Garner. I'm with West Tennessee Heart and Vascular Center. I'm here with Dr. Eric Sievers, who's a cardiothoracic surgeon. Um, we also have Steve Diamond, who is a clinical manager with West Tennessee Heart and Vascular, as well as Clay Cox, who is an RN first assistant, all part of the cardiothoracic surgery team. We're going to kind of talk a little bit today about the recent announcement that Jackson Madison County General Hospital earned a distinguished three-star rating from the Society of Thoracic Surgeons, which is great news for us. So you guys, if you don't mind, just tell us what does this data mean and how does this compare the quality of our cardiothoracic surgery team to others? Well, thanks for having us today, but the Society of Thoracic Surgeons has been collecting information on heart surgery across the country since 1989, and it was started as a reaction to the need for better information on how to improve patient care and outcomes in heart surgery. The data before that was all based on insurance claims, Medicare databases, not all of it accurate. The Society of Thoracic Surgeons decided that if surgeons and their teams maintained, kept, and tracked their own records, that we could improve outcomes. That's evolved over the years, and for the last nine and a half to ten years, we've been publicly reporting our outcomes. You can go to uh, the website and actually see how programs are doing in things like heart surgery and and coronary artery surgery valvular surgery, and we were excited to learn that our most uh, recent reporting time frame, we earned a three-star designation, which is pretty cool because it puts us in the uh, top 6% in programs across the country. I don't think a lot of people really understand that when you just mentioned that that's we are the top 6% across the country. That's very distinguished and very high quality for our own communities. Can you maybe tell us how do they gather this data? Data is collected by data managers, abstractors, physicians and assistants, cardiologists, uh, anesthesiologists, and attract almost in a real-time basis. Unlike some databases, which go back through the charts after a patient's hospitalization, this information is tracked on a daily basis throughout a patient's hospital stay and then finally entered up into a database. And, And we measure things from what a patient appears like preoperatively, um, how their heart function is, what their kidney function is, what their lung function is, and as well as small granular details like how they do throughout the hospital stay and then finally how they're discharged home. Part of the data is initially collected when we first see a consultation to consider heart surgery and we list as part of that data all of their comorbidities, diagnoses that may affect how they would do during and after surgery. Um, Dr. Sievers, so as a cardiothoracic surgeon yourself and seeing this data, what does this mean to you and the care that you give for your patients?
we've been following this data for as long as I've been a trained cardiothoracic surgeon, and it's just ingrained in our specialty. And I think that sets us as a specialty apart um, that we have been focused on delivering as high a quality of care, the safest possible way to deliver heart surgery around. The designation is significant because it takes a concerted push to focus on preparing patients safely for surgery and performing operations when patients are in their best possible state as opposed to when we think it's uh, convenient. I thought that was a good point Dr. Sievers um, referred to. Is these guys do a great job on pre-op evaluations on these patients, um, making sure that they're out of heart failure, they're in the best possible shape they can be to undergo a heart surgery. And over the past 10 years of my being uh, an employee here, I've seen a big difference in length of stay in patients um, coming out of heart surgery. You know, most patients are going home in between three to five days now after heart surgery versus five to seven days. Right, and I... I think through the years, uh, length of stay has been cut at least by 50%. And I think part of that is medically optimizing the patient prior to surgery, as well as timing for that individual patient, as well as patient selection, and not just rushing them away to surgery because we know that's, in the end, what they really would benefit from. It's all got to be done appropriately. I think it would be interesting um, to kind of go around and tell, like, especially with you, Clay and Steve, we know Dr. Severs is a cardiothoracic surgeon, but kind of tell us, like, what role you play with the cardiothoracic surgeon team. What do you do? Well, we, we all help with every aspect of it. We help evaluate patients prior to surgery. We help in the actual procedures in the operating room. We help get them through their hospital stay, and then we help in following up in the office. So we, we help with every end of it. So it's, it's not just Steve, cancer. Steve, you've been okay. doing this for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so a little when bit. Did, when, when did you start with our with cardiothoracic I started with here at Jackson? West Tennessee Healthcare, September 13th, 1982. Was involved with the first heart surgery. When was that? May of 1983. And then with the surgery group, August 13th of 1984. So you've literally been here since it started right yeah so um just like steve said we're a part of the patient's care throughout their perioperative stay here through pre-op evaluation through intraoperative care surgeons assisting and um, post-operative care and follow-up in the clinic i don't think some patients i think that's important to note because sometimes as um, a community or patients coming in they just see you as surgery they don't realize that you're kind of there from the beginning all the way to the end and i think that's why this data shows that you guys do such a great job. Yeah, that's um, you can build rapport with the patients that way. You know, they see us from the very beginning, uh, you know, in um, pre-op evaluation and then throughout their entire stay. So West Tennessee Healthcare serves 19 counties throughout West Tennessee and Missouri. What do you guys think is the most important thing for your communities to take from this information? Uh, first off, we provide high-end, safe, effective heart surgery here at Jackson Madison County Hospital. These are these are numbers that are a challenge to achieve, and there is one other three-star program for this time period in the state of Tennessee. That's huge, and that's out of a lot of programs. Right. It's fifteen reporting programs. It, it just takes. It's a sign that the whole team is committed to the same goal. It doesn't work with just a surgeon wanting it to happen. It doesn't work with just a cardiologist wanting it to happen or administrator wanting it to happen. 
Uh, it really takes a full team to uh, focus on the patient and delivering uh, or getting them through a complex operation that has risks and most certainly it's got benefits. And uh, when you can get them aligned, uh, patients do really well. I agree and agree that it's something to be proud of. So in addition to cabbages, what other specialized treatment options do you offer for cardiovascular disease? Well, first off, we take care of valvular heart disease so we uh, can replace and repair uh, aortic and mitral valves. We've developed a transcatheter valve program where we can implant a, a aortic valve without opening the chest, perform the complete complement of uh, lung surgery, um, as well as some peripheral vascular surgery, including uh, interventions on the carotid artery. What, what's the biggest change you've seen, Steve, over the time? Well, there are a lot of things that are unchanged, but like, like uh, the standard procedure. I mean, the end result is still relatively unchanged uh, as far as opening the chest, locating the arteries in the case of bypass surgery, and bypassing around the trouble spot. One of the big innovations that I see would be minimally invasive uh, vein harvest with small incisions versus the old-fashioned one. What are some of the benefits to the minimally invasive surgeries for patients? Many. A lot of people said that their leg was much more bothersome, painful, and slow to heal than their chest. So they would have a lot of swelling, pain, sometimes aggravating drainage, and that would make it difficult to ambulate and therefore uh, extend their stay and make it more difficult for them to recover. How about you, Clay? What's what has changed for you over the, your tenure with us? I would say just length of stay with the patients is the biggest thing that I see as a change for me in the 10 years that I've been here from the CVICU to working with you guys for five years is the patients are getting out of the hospital faster. Their, their recovery times are is amazing. They're out of the ICU in 24 hours and on the floor for 48 and then usually home. Do you think that's a lot of what that <clears throat> preoperative care? Yes, medically optimizing the patient preoperative is everything. Which is why we've designed our heart camp, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. giving us a, a framework and a structure so that patients can receive the education along with the preparation before an operation taking into account everything from nutrition to basic exercises, practicing your breathing, getting mentally and physically fit for the operation. There are pathways called um, enhanced recovery after surgery that was developed for the colon and rectal surgeons, and it's, it's something that's being adopted by our cardiothoracic colleagues nationwide as well. But we've cardiothoracic surgeons have been doing that for a very long time, so... Now we have a new name for it, and it's being formalized, but it is so critical that when we stick to the plan and get patients prepared, they do better. As part of other things that we've adopted over the years, um, we don't just close our patients' bones, our breast bones, with wires anymore. Almost all of our surgeons have adopted anterior fixation, and that's a fancy way of saying that uh, in addition to wires to close the breastbone, we're actually placing titanium plates and screws. And that adaptation is maybe five or six years old, but it took feedback from the team to say, hey, your patients are more comfortable. 
Clay even pointed that out yes, a few we, years back. We started, um, Dr. Seavers really started putting plates in his patients uh, probably close to four years ago, about four years ago, and we've seen our post-operative pain just go down a lot because it um, fixated the bone so well. It was sturdy. It didn't move. So patients come in, they don't complain of sternal pain because the bone doesn't move. And back to a point Dr. Seavers was talking about, like mentally preparing for a patient, you know, coming into the hospital for, for heart surgery. That's a lot on a patient and a family after a heart cath, and they're told you're going to have your chest, you know, split open. That's a hard a lot to swallow. And to get out of the hospital, to get home, to kind of prepare to come in for a thing like that, I think there's something to say mentally for a patient to be able to prepare but to come in for surgery. Yeah, the the. The external fixation part that we noticed that a few years back, but now it's part of our enhanced recovery pathways. It's now in the in the papers and the data. It's been proven and it's now widely adopted. But it just shows that when we have a, a team and and we get the feedback from one our patients and two our our, our information of how patients are doing, um, changes can be made and oftentimes they're for the better. So being somebody who is not medically trained, when you say you put in a titanium plate into the chest, uh, you said it's much more comfortable for patients now, but I still would imagine it's uncomfortable just knowing you have a metal plate in your chest. Does that eventually come out, or does that stay in That That's permanent. That's a question Steve's heard before. Oh, so, yes. So what, what are the other common questions that a patients or families will ask after we've maybe... I've been in the room and we've talked about the risks and benefits of applying procedure. They usually will seek you guys out, uh, whether it's Clay or, or Steve, and ask that just one more thing. And what, what's a classic question? I think for many it is their big concern is whether or not they're going to get back to their usual lifestyle. Am I going to be able to do all those things that I used to do? And when we assure them that that is our goal and that it would be very difficult for, for us to recommend surgery if we said they're going to be on the couch, inactive, unable to drive, unable to do yard work, unable to go back to work, all those things that make them who they are, there'd probably be a, a lot less takers for the surgical route. But when we reassure them that our goal is to get them back at 100%, then they feel better about it, and I'm asked that quite a bit. Through the years. How would you claim? Yeah, I would say that that would be one of the main questions that people ask is, when can I go back to work or how long am I going to be in the hospital? And, you know, it's usually, you know, three to three to six days in the hospital. And at three weeks post-op, when they see us in the clinic, they're usually begging to drive and get out of the house because they're stir-crazy. But um, patients are up walking around each day, doing a little bit more, walking a little bit more each day. And then at three weeks, they usually can drive. And by six to eight weeks, their bones should be pretty much mended together, and they can start increasing their activity from there. It's usually about a three-month time limit on, like, heavy, heavy lifting, weightlifting or, or skiing or those types of exercises. It always amazes me when I would go down to cardiac rehab and you see patients that have been through surgery or even after they've had stents and they talk about their hope was to get back to 100%, but sometimes they feel even better than they did before surgery. I mean, the, the only other thing about the database, it just it demonstrates a commitment to quality um, and it's a commitment to transparency. It's publicly reported. We you can go to the internet you can go to sts.org. You can find Jackson Madison County Hospital and you can see right there, how we're doing in cardiovascular surgery. Which is a huge deal. 
All right. Thank you guys so much for coming again. We were with Dr. Eric Sievers, uh, Steve Diamond, and Clay Cox discussing Jackson Madison County General Hospital earning the Distinguished Three Star Rating from Society of Thoracic Surgeons. If you have any questions or want to make an appointment, you can call 541 3311. Also, if you have any questions or any topics you'd like to discuss, you can email wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com.